Pharmaceutical Technology presents the Drug Solutions Podcast, where the editors will chat with industry experts from across the pharmaceutical and biopharmaceutical supply chain. Join us as experts share insights into your biggest questions, from the technologies to strategies to regulations related to the development and manufacture of drug products. This is the Drug Solutions Podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast. Today's instalment will provide a brief update on an excipient that has been accepted into CDER's pilot programme and will give some insights into how industry's mindset is changing in terms of review programmes in general. I'm Felicity Thomas, Senior Editor Europe for Pharmaceutical Technology, Pharmaceutical Technology Europe and Biopharm International. In this episode, I will be catching up with Anna Ladino, Global Director, Regulatory Affairs for Ashland, about excipients. As Senior Leader of the Regulatory Affairs function, Anna manages strategic direction and operational oversight for the regulatory activities for all Ashland's life sciences products, excipients and other oral solid dosage ingredients and coatings, injectables, nutrition, nutraceuticals, agrochemicals and medical devices. Anna has 25 years of experience in the healthcare industry and has been involved in industry organisations such as RAPS, IPEC and ISO. I last spoke with Anna in October 2022 where we discussed the importance of novel excipients in advancing the drug development pipeline. For this discussion, Anna and I touch upon the acceptance of an Ashland excipient on to CDER's pilot programme. The next steps for progression of excipients through this programme and the ways in which industry is changing to help drive innovation. Thanks very much for joining me today, Anna. It's an absolute pleasure to speak with you again. Thank you, Felicity, for the invitation to this podcast. So since we last spoke, um, there was an announcement that the FDA had accepted an Ashland excipient into the CDER's review pilot programme. Could you give us a little update about this development, how it happened and why this specific excipient was chosen uh, for submission into the CDER's programme? Yes, absolutely, Felicity. The Center for Drug Evaluation and Research, Office of New Drugs, launched the voluntary pilot program for the review of innovation and modernization of excipients in 2021. Ashland submitted an initial proposal for our MPEG PDLL to participate in this pilot program. At this novel excipient met the CEDARS guideline for them to evaluate the submission. This excipient has not been previously used in FDA-approved drugs and does not have an established use in food. This is a bioresorbable copolymer carrier used to formulate nanoparticles technologies, deliver sustained release, and target delivery of drug molecules. This copolymer is similar in structure to PLA polymers already used in existing sustained release depots. 
However, the MPEG blocks allow several formulation and delivery enhancements for targeted technologies. This type of excipients allows fabrication of nanoparticle formulations with capacity for improved targeting of relevant tissues via enhanced permeability and retention. The PEG N group acts as a shield camouflaging elements to prevent immune recognition and delivery of payloads and promotes a longer circulation time. MPEG BDLL structure allows for a sustained delayed release of therapeutics payloads. Many therapies like oncology, immunology, cellular therapies requires advanced drug delivery technologies or carriers to deliver them. FDA provided an outline describing the initial submission requirements, which includes the excipient information, cast number, structure, and potential pharmaceutical function. Also, drug development need a statement. This is the public health and drug development need that the submission is intended to address, including the proposed benefits over currently used excipients in similar conditions of use. Another item is the conditions of use statement, which should describe the way the novel excipient is intended to be used and the drug development related purpose and any available supporting data. In addition to that, any previous or concurrent interactions with FDA or other global regulatory agencies regarding the excipient submission should be disclosed. Novel excipients selected for this pilot could have the potential to facilitate drug development. FDA notify us of the acceptance of our MPEG PDLL novel excipient submission to move to the next stage of the program last year, and we are very excited about this great opportunity. Uh, you mentioned there, so you, you've gone on to the next stage. So, so now that you've got this excipient within the pilot program, have you taken any next steps or, you know, could you maybe run through what those next steps might be? CEDER had indicated that for the novel excipient selected into the program, the next steps will be for the manufacturer to submit a full package consisting of toxicology and quality data. If additional data is needed to support the application, a timeline for any status not yet completed should be provided. The toxicology data package should include adequate supportive safety information to verify the proposed excipient is safe in the amounts and the type of product in which it may be administered, as well as proposed use, the level, product administration, duration, and patient population. Depending on the proposed use, the toxicology data package may include safety, pharmacological activity, pharmacokinetic testing, general genetic, reproductive, and carcinogenetic toxicology may be applicable. The excipient manufacturer can refer to the FDA guidance related to the non-clinical studies for the safety evaluation of pharmaceutical excipients. The quality package should include the novel excipient chemistry, manufactured, and controls similar to what is provided in an investigational new drug application. Excipient specifications, which could include a description of the source, raw materials, in process manufacturing controls, 
characterizations and analytical methods. Other analytical considerations could be stability studies under storage or potential in use conditions. This full package should be submitted through a type 5 DMF. CEDAR would evaluate the information and determine whether the novel excipient is appropriate for the proposed conditions of use for use in a clinical study. At this point, the agency will issue a letter to the manufacturer announcing this decision or the need for additional data. We submitted the requested DMF. Potential hurdles to overcome could be to complete the toxicology evaluation based on the specific excipient characteristics and to provide the required quality data in a timely manner. Might it be advantageous, do you think, in your opinion, to find a partner pharmaceutical company to help progress through the review program? Yes, it will be very beneficial to find a partner to collaborate in this new pilot program, and it is intended to allow excipients manufacturers to obtain FDA review of certain novel excipients prior to their use in drug formulations. This program is intended to foster development of excipients that may be useful in scenarios in which the incipient manufacturers and the drug developer have found difficulty in using existing excipients. The drug manufacturers will be reassured that the novel excipient can be used in a drug development program. This would minimize the risk that FDA would raise safety concerns during their application review. The novel excipient review is part of the FDA's innovative science and technology approaches for new drugs pilots, which is designed to encourage the development of drug development tools that are outside of the scope of existing qualification programs, but may still be beneficial for drug development. Drug development tools plays an important role in bringing new therapies to the market. There are many novel drug development tools that incorporate the latest advances in science and technology, but may not have a clear pathway for use in drug development. To encourage use of these novel tools, FDA launched this program to create a home for new technologies aimed to support streamline and potentially speed up development of drugs and biologics. Pharma and excipient manufacturers collaboration would help progress the review program more quickly. Uh, and last of all, do you believe that there has been a change in mindset within the industry and particularly that of the regulatory authorities to advance review programs such as the CDERs? Yes. I believe there had been a change in the mindset in the industry and regulatory authorities. In September 2022, Congress authorized the Prescription Drug User Fee Program Act, called as PEDUFA 7, and the Biosimilar User Fee Act 3. These programs provide essential funding for the review of medicinal products and ultimately help the agency to fulfill its public health mission. The FDA is committed to meeting the performance goal specifying this letter and to the continuous improvement of its performance in other important areas, specifying relevant published documents that relate to pre-approved drugs, 
and post-approval activities for market products. For example, the FDA will establish a new split real-time application review called a STAR pilot program, which will seek to expedite patient access to novel uses for existing therapies by supporting initiation or review earlier and therefore allowing early approval for qualified efficacy supplements. This program will apply across all therapeutic areas and review disciplines for application that meet specific criteria. The STAR initiative will be available to applicants beginning fiscal year 2023. Expedited reviews will be fully implemented by fiscal year 2024. Another example is the Rare Disease Endpoint Advancement Project, which supports the goal of advancing and facilitating the development and timely approval of drugs and biologic products for rare diseases. Another example could be the 21st Century Cures Act was also designed to help accelerate medical product development and bring new innovation and advances to patients who need them faster and more efficiently. The Cure Act enhances FDA ability to modernize clinical trial designs, including the use of real-world evidence and clinical outcome assessment, which will speed the development and review of novel medicinal products, including medical countermeasurements. This act created a multi-step process for drug development tool known as a qualification process that the developer can leverage to engage with FDA outside of a specific drug development efforts. Once a tool is qualified for a specific use, then it can be used by anyone for that purpose. That's a great initiative. Also, the Emergency Use Authorization Authority allows FDA to help strengthen the nation's public health protections against chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear threats, including infection diseases by facilitating the ability to use medical countermeasurements needed during public health emergencies. This system worked very well for the COVID-19 vaccines applications. In 2022, CDER approved 37 new drugs never before approved or marketed in the US known as novel drugs. The number of drug applications CDER received in 2022 was similar to the past few years and higher than historical norms, demonstrating that innovation remains strong in the drug development sector. 24 of the 37 novel drug approvals of 2022, around 65%, use one or more expedited program, specifically fast track, breakthrough therapy, priority review, or accelerated approvals. In Europe, the European Medicine Agency, EMA, created the Open Initiative, which allows the WHO organization and medicine regulation from outside Europe to take part in EMA scientific evaluation. The initiative aims to facilitate sharing of scientific expertise, tackle common challenges, enhance transparency on regulatory decisions. EMA is piloting this initiative by focusing 
on evaluation of COVID-19 vaccines and treatments. This includes taking part in the Committee for Medicinal Products for Human Use Assessments and in the COVID-19 EMA Pandemic Task Force. The pilot began in December of 2020 and will run until the 2019 pandemic ends. Regulators from Australia, Canada, Japan, and Switzerland and taking part and EMA will publish a report after the end of the pilot. EMA's Human Medicine Committee recommended 89 medicines for approval in 2022. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, lots of initiatives there that uh, should foster innovation and help to progress some of those interesting and novel drugs uh, going through the development pipeline. So lots to look forward to. Thanks ever so much for the time today, Anna. It's been wonderful as ever speaking to you. Thank you very much, Feliz. Thank you to our editors and experts for sharing their insights. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Drug Solutions Podcast with the Pharmaceutical Technology Editors. If you want to stay in touch with the Pharmaceutical Technology team, subscribe to this podcast as well as to our e-newsletters. When you sign up for our newsletters, you will be updated about future episodes of Drug Solutions, receive our magazines, learn about upcoming webinars and hear about episodes of Drug Digest. Thanks to everyone for joining us for this episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast.